Much like other parts of the Department of Homeland Security, FEMA faces hiring challenges that have constrained its ability to meet its mission. FEMA's workforce shortage, combined with a spate of natural disasters and a lack of permanent DHS leadership, has raised bipartisan concerns in the House, anyhow. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Historic, challenging, and transformative were just a few of the words an assistant FEMA administrator used this week to describe recent natural disasters in the United States. Severe hurricanes, wildfires, and floods have put the agency to the test, but this unprecedented level of demand has put a strain on the agency's workforce. Dina Titus, chairwoman of the House Transportation Committee's Subcommittee on Economic Development, Emergency Management, and Public Buildings, said FEMA continues to face staffing challenges. The agency is several thousand employees short of its goal for current and future recovery efforts. Jeff Bayard is FEMA's Associate Director for Response and Recovery. He said the agency's staffing shortages exist largely within the ranks of its disaster reservists. They're temporary hires that he called the backbone of the agency's long-term disaster recovery efforts. Here, Titus asks Bayard about where FEMA feels the hiring shortage the most. People are hired temporarily. They go work on a disaster. Then they go home or go back to wherever they're from. We're a thousand people short. You have to gear up every time something happens. Do you have any recommendations for how we might address that shortage? Yes, ma'am. You know, it's a definite challenge, as you've pointed out. I do think it's important to uh, note, though, that staffing challenges are primarily or, or really uh, fully on the recovery end of that. We are, we have the staff necessary in the way we do our business from a response standpoint. All the available staff is ready to respond. And it's also important to note that FEMA is a coordinating element. So we have uh, just tremendous partnerships throughout the federal government uh, to effectively respond to any disaster that the nation faces. So we do have shortfalls, but I want to, I want to make sure that we understand from a response standpoint to that immediate life-saving ability, FEMA is prepared to do that and will continue to prepare to do that. In order to address this personnel shortfall, FEMA last year launched an incident management workforce review aimed at getting the right people with the right skills to the right place at the right time. As part of that workforce review, FEMA has looked to stand up regional reservist cadres with certain skill sets. Here, Bayard gives an overview of that idea. You have certain individuals that definitely want to do great work for the American people that we do, but they may not want to travel all the way across the country. So, you know, for example, in our hurricane-prone regions, you know, we're looking at how do we bring on retired engineers, for example, that understand bridges and roads, that want to work just in that area. That's one area that we're doing. We're also working through Congress, increasing our, uh, our recovery staffing. We're bringing on about 1,000 a year right now. But the shortage of workers isn't just on FEMA's end. The agency has also seen its workload increase with a rising number of major disasters in the U.S. Here, Bayard shows that FEMA has a lot on its plate right now. Over the past two years, FEMA supported disaster operations in 47 states and all six territories to include response and ongoing recovery efforts from historic hurricanes, floods, and wildfires. In 2019 alone, the president has already declared 56 major disasters and 13 emergency declarations. As noted, this is an unprecedented level of disaster activity and has been costly in both of terms of life and property. So, Chairman, it is not normal for what we've seen the past two years. Uh, during this time, FEMA's provided over $9 billion of financial assistance to disaster survivors. We have an estimated damage to infrastructure for the same time period is currently at $80 billion. However, FEMA cannot be the only solution. Our assistance is not designed to make individuals and communities whole after a disaster. Instead, our programs are designed to help recovery progress forward and catalyze investments and engagement from the whole community. 
At times where FEMA finds its manpower stretched thin, the agency can call on federal employees government-wide through DHS's Surge Capacity Force. The program at first was limited to employees from other DHS components. That all changed in 2017 when then-DHS Secretary Elaine Duke opened the program up to all federal employees. Last year, more than 2,700 employees from DHS and more than 1,300 employees from non-DHS agencies joined the surge capacity force to respond to Hurricanes Harvey, Irma, and Maria. Bayard said that FEMA has benefited from having more federal employees land a hand with disaster recovery. When you have federal partners that we can surge in first through the department and then outside of the department, they can do vital work like man our call centers for our survivors. The IRS does a great job when we call upon them to do that, to help with our disaster survival assistant teams to go out and actually face-to-face -face with the disaster survivors. Some of the feedback we get out of that is that it's some of the most rewarding work that our federal partners get to do. So that's a tremendous benefit to FEMA for that short term. But despite the success of that program, members of the subcommittee gave critiques of FEMA's recovery efforts in their districts. Sam Graves, the ranking member of the full committee, said his district in Missouri was hit hard by two major floods this year. But when constituents applied for FEMA assistance, FEMA, in some cases, asked for those funds back. Graves said that that's tied up his office. We have people that have applied for assistance, have received it, and then somebody's come back around then and said, no, you're going to have to give that back. Um, which is creating a lot of problem uh, as well. In fact, a lot of problem. That gets my office involved, which is a complete waste of resources when we should have to deal with that. Congresswoman Debbie Mukarsel Powell said that since 2017, state and local officials in Florida, along with a local power company, have worked with seven different project development grant managers from FEMA. She said that turnover leads to a lot of duplicative work. It doesn't help when you have changes like this. Seven different staff members in FEMA overseeing this project. Every single time, every time there's a new person, we have to start all over again. So FEMA has Keys Energy walk them through the audits, walk them through the project worksheets, everything. Titus also wondered if FEMA's ongoing challenges with disaster management have anything to do with DHS's lack of permanent leadership. I just worry that without leadership at the top, some of these recommendations that you're making or that we're considering may just fall through the cracks. The agency currently lacks a permanent secretary, deputy secretary, general counsel, or undersecretary for management. Acting DHS Secretary Kevin McAleenan announced his resignation earlier this month after six months on the job. Meanwhile, two of President Donald Trump's top picks to replace him, Acting Citizenship and Immigration Services Director Ken Cuccinelli or Acting Customs and Border Protection Commissioner Mark Morgan, are ineligible for the job under the Vacancies Act. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.